good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome everybody back to another uh, episode of the podcast, the home episode. My name is Ted Smith. I'm the host of this here podcast, great podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, my upper left hand corner is Cobb. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Are you ready? What's up, Matt? <laughs> All right, back there getting the studio set up, recording everything, taking down the curse words. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Good to see you. Yeah, long time no see. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's see. First, I will start with this. NCAA tournament has been wild. Uh, I was with Matt on Saturday for the, the height, the fun of when your team wins. And then last night, I rushed home to watch Maryland get their ass whooped by Alabama. Oh, no. Yeah, my bracket is already trashed. Yeah, I feel like most people's brackets are. That's the way it goes, man. I mean, what was that like? Like, dude, what was that crazy school? Is like Odin something or whatever? It's like someone's Earl name. Roberts. That, Earl Roberts. That, dude, the whole nation was defeated on that. <laughs> yeah, they're still playing. Really? Yeah. Who oh else my there was there was twenty. I want to say I saw a stat that said there was twenty uh lower seeds that outright won. Not like covered the spread or nothing. Wow. That's dude, that's crazy. I'm I'm in a pool with my girlfriend's family and the guy who set it up I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm doing terribly, but the guy who set it up is the only guy in that whole family who's really, really into sports, and he's in dead last right now. Love it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and uh, yeah, in the Big Ten. I mean, shout out to the West Coast. The Pac-12, nobody gave them credit all year. The Pac-12 was rolling. The Big Ten looks horrible. Like every team. Really? Left, like, yeah, the only team left is Michigan. I mean, I had Ohio State in the damn championship <laughs> game. They lost in the first round. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's just a brutal shot to the bracket. I think a lot of people had the Buckeyes doing well. Yeah. I mean, you can tell you, I said it a bunch on Saturday, but I'm still as bad as brackets are. I'm contending mine is the worst bracket in America. Wow, <laughs> really? He's contending that with pride. Yeah, I mean, it is. I just I keep holding it up like, oh, you, like, told my mom just like out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. First bracket in America over here. <laughs> I mean, right? Like I had Maryland winning last night in Kansas. Maryland got beat by 20. Kansas got beat by 30. By 30? Oh my God. Yes. I mean, it was just a drubbing. Dude, that's what's fun about college sports is anything can happen. Because at the end of the day, it's a 19-year-old who's sleeping in a bunk bed in a dorm. You know? Like <laughs> anything could happen. He could be hung over. He could have like had some upperclassmen buy him beer. Like he could have just gotten like a bad grade on a final. Like you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's why they call it March Madness, right? Because it's crazy. Dude, yeah, he's like eating school pizza and staying out late. You know, it's like a professional athlete. Like, I mean, there are some exceptions, but they're basically like, you know, walking the line. Oh, you know what? This is a good time to bring this up. Cobb, I was talking to somebody last night. Matt, I can't remember if we brought this up over the weekend. But what is the difference between like a college and a university? 
Kong? Now you want me to take it? Yeah, I got no um, idea. Yeah, okay, I don't- so I can't tell you the official definition, but what I can say is that uh, many universities are colleges, but many colleges are not universities. So Boston College, for instance, is a university um, where the colleges, I would say, are typically smaller. Universities are typically state-related. Um, but other than that, there's probably some size parameters and maybe some academic standards that distinguish them. So I'm not sure. I can look it up, though, while we chat. All right. The other thing I was thinking, is it about having different schools? Like, is a college just a college where the university has, like, a school of business or, like, a school of medicine or something like that? Ooh. Um, so a smaller institution that usually offers undergraduate degrees is considered a college. Most four-year colleges, da, 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 an institution that, oh, I got it. Okay. But if you offer undergrad and grad degrees, it's considered a university. Unless you happen to have a name that's like blank college and then became a university like BC. All right. Cause B right. BC is the, is the one I'm bringing up. Cause uh, me and my buddy Brett were watching the Maryland game and he was like, finally, he was like, well, just ask cop. He went to Boston college. He should know. And I was like, yeah, good call. I mean, I could look it up, but I'll just ask him. <laughs> yeah. BC is a university, but it annoys me to no end when people think I went to Boston university as they are an arch rival of ours. Yeah. And you're an Eagle. <laughs> That's some punk ass terrier. Thank you, Ted Smith. Thank you. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, we, we beat him in the bean pot every, almost every year. So F those guys. Now, most people from B are pretty cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so with, uh, with states reopening and everything, I read an interesting article today that said for the first time in a year, sales of booze have dropped because people are going to bars and stuff again. So, right, I was thinking, like, what else do you think, like, what else, like, got really big do you think will come back down when the pandemic, like, when people can go back out? Ted, I'm glad you asked me this question. Obviously, on some level, I'm a finance nerd. And what I will tell you is alcohol is one of the only negatively correlated assets. So a correlation is just if the market goes up, it goes up. So, you know, if the economy is doing well, oil, uh, you know, like oil and transportation stocks go up because people are moving around more or they have more money, whatever. Alcohol negatively correlated when, when, uh, well, Matt, you're gonna have to believe me, but when the shit hits the fan, then people start drinking, people start boozing hard and, <laughs> you know, they're staying at home and hitting the vodka, the cheap plastic bottle of vodka. So, um, yeah, so the, it's one of the only negatively correlated assets, which is kind of cool. Diageo, I think is one of the big, big players, but, um, as far as other things that are going to drop, good question. I was actually just thinking that um, cruise lines are probably about to finally rise. Um, dude, I feel like Zoom stock is going to drop for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. Netflix, maybe. I don't know. It's tough to say. I don't really know what all has gone up. I mean, obviously, there's some uh, antitrust stuff working its way through with the big technology companies. What do you think is going to drop, man? I mean, you know, boot, or go ahead, Matt. Um, probably porn. I was going to say Pornhub, but now it's OnlyFans. OnlyFans saw, you know, took over the pandemic. Right. And that's a good cause. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of OnlyFans accounts were already people that worked in the sex industry. But now that clubs are open and stuff again, like, I don't know. I mean, seems like you'd make more money at the club. But I guess if you make more money on your OnlyFans, you sit at home. 
Yeah, you definitely have more leverage with the OnlyFans. Are you guys members of OnlyFans? You can just wink or nod. You don't have to say it all out. <laughs> I, I am not. No, yeah, not, not anymore. Not anymore? I, right. I had one one time. I had to see okay. what the hype was about, and it was someone that I knew at one point. So oh. I was like, oh, all right. I will I will take a take a peek behind the curtain and like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I don't know for the amount. How much did you spend? I don't want to say it was like 10 bucks for like the month. And you just go in. It you was look. like 10 bucks or is 10 bucks like 199, 9.99? No, it's 9.99, right below 10. But like <laughs> the um Yeah, it was just a fun like the amount of times that I've tried to picture girls naked to have the opportunity to see one of those girls naked, you know, that I didn't actually get to see naked. Like then it's like, Oh, you can just hop on the internet and like, yeah, it was, it was well worth it. Just from that angle of like, Hey, she gets 10 bucks or whatever. And yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. Number one marketing strategy would be if they could just tie into Facebook and it just hits up everyone you went to high school with. And is like, whoever has an OnlyFans now, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Ted's interested. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad at all. I mean, not yeah, for high like, school. Okay, I'll take those two. Right. But I'm just like people like I knew back in the day, like you're right. I mean, cause only fans is basically like, Hey, for 10 bucks, I'll show you what I look like naked. Like if that was a legal mm-hmm. transaction on the street, you'd be like, yeah, I'd, all right. Right. Yeah. $10. Like, dude, I'll, I will take the Juanita rebels high school value pack all day. <laughs> yeah. Cause like when you go to like a strip club, like you pay a cover charge to get in basically to see naked girls, but like, you don't have to get a lap dance if you don't want to. That's true. You know, I, Honestly, Ted, I've never even considered getting an OnlyFans account until you just said that. But you're right. It's essentially a cover charge. Yeah. I'm sure, Matt, can you tip more once you're in there? Yeah. Yeah. There was a tip button and a like button and like commenting. And yeah, I just like used an alias. And you know, but there was like <laughs> guys in the comments, like blowing it up. Like, what's up, man? Hollering at chicks on OnlyFans. I was like, damn, dude, what a strategy. That seems like a tough conversion, right? <laughs> tough to convert that. I'd love to see those numbers. <laughs> Dude, Dude, that I'm reminds with, me. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm with you, but I feel like there's a lot of people who that's just what they do is get online and somehow it works out for them. Dude, I have only one story about this working out. So there's this game, oh man, most people listening are probably not going to know this, but there's this game called EverQuest. And it was essentially the original World of Warcraft. So it's a MMORPG. So you basically in this big environment, you run around, you know, you're like a knight or like a golem or whatever, like a a troll. I guess I'm making this sound bad. You're like a a dwarf or a warrior or whatever. And you run around in little groups and do missions. So there's this guy I know, second funniest guy I've ever met in my life. It's my friend's older brother. He was playing this game. He would always just smoke weed and go play in this artificial universe. And he was pretty good at it. And so he started going on missions with this elf and they went on missions over the course, like a year or two. And she was like, Oh yeah, I'm this chick in Philadelphia. And he was like, yeah, she's lying. Everyone on here says they're a girl to get like, you know, armor and shields and swords and whatever. So finally she's like, Hey, I want to meet up. Will you fly out to Philadelphia? Like, you're so funny. You seem cool. And he's like, ah, I think this is a scam. I think whatever. So finally, after like two months, she convinces him. This dude flies to Philly and homegirl is a Penn State cheerleader. 
blonde, incredibly attractive. I have met her. She's real. And so I always tell people it's an unbeatable game. I know the only person who has beat EverQuest. (laughs) He's married to her, by the way. They live in Florida and farm tiger shrimp. No kidding. Whoa. Yeah, dude, that's a real story. I know the guy. You heard it here first. (laughs) That is wild. Mm -hmm. Only person to ever beat the unbeatable game. He got a Penn State cheerleader wife out of it. Wow. Man, all right. That's what I was going to say. Like, did it work out? But obviously that worked out better than just like a random hookup. Like, he's married to the woman. That's what I'm saying. So hit those dating apps, Ted. <laughs> I mean, I I met my girlfriend on the internet. No shame. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that that era is like gone now. Like I remember like people way back in the day being like people be like, well, you know, they met on Match dot com. Like like why is that a big deal? You know? And then Dude. like yeah, Tinder and Bumble and everything else. I think it's just changed the game. Like I don't think there's any like. I don't know. Like, how else are you supposed like you can meet people any kinds of way. I'm also one of those people like I don't give a I don't give a damn how you met somebody anymore. Like, did you meet somebody? Do you like them? Good. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. The game done changed. No question. <laughs> All right. Then the other question about uh, the pandemic stuff is not serious. But what do you think is the worst ways? I saw an article too about people going to Vegas to spend their stimulus checks. So you got $1,400. What is the worst way to spend it? Which would be like just like something balling. That's like, I don't, you know, like our friend, uh, maybe maybe he works for somebody we know, like once bought a belt that was like super expensive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like, I don't know, you got $1,400. Are you just like, man, screw it. I'm going to get those Gucci loafers. You guys got to go first, man. I don't know. Man. If I would... Is I'm thinking I would definitely go to the I don't know what I would spend it on, but the worst thing I could do with the stimulus money is go to the PGA Tour Superstore in Palm Springs, <laughs> where it is just all golf gear and it is very expensive. And I know where the clearance racks are and I go in with the purpose, you know, and like but also enjoy myself. But I'm very conscious because I it can get out of control real quick in there. And I would definitely let it if I was just getting wild with my stimmy. I mean, hell at this point, I probably just go back to the bunny ranch. Oh, Oh yeah. Has that place, uh, is that place still open and thriving in light of, uh, the kind of main proprietor passing on? I assume it's still open. I don't know how business is. <laughs> but, yeah, during COVID, I got to imagine. Yeah, I mean, I would think it's still open. I don't, you know what, to be honest with you, man, I haven't checked on it in forever. I wonder if they sold quarantine packages. Like, you got to stay for over two weeks. It's the rules now. Dude, that's oh, yeah. actually, honestly, Matt, that's genius. I hope they did. Um, trust me, as somebody that stayed there for three days, Two weeks, you can't do it. You can't. Raw. It would be raw. Well, not even just that, but like, I mean, after three days, right? Like, you kind of know people and stuff. And then it's like, you know, it's a bunch of people that work together. They start, like, talking about each other. And it's like, I do not want to know the inner work. Uh, 
Can't get into that bunny ranch drama. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I see. So Ted, it went from product to girlfriend. <laughs> well, just like, just after a while, I was just like, I, yeah, like I'm, I'm here for the, I'm just here for the fun part. <laughs> I think what would get me is just seeing the volume roll through that place. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like a rental car. Yeah. A lot of people sticking their keys in. There is. But I'll tell you what, if you can rent a friggin' Maserati, rent that thing and mm-hmm. <laughs> drive it like you stole it. Get out there <laughs> with your damn $1,400. <laughs> God, hey, stimulus checks. Dude, I, I, I might do something crazy. Honestly, I'm looking at a river out my window right now that faces downtown. I might go out there and throw a fireworks show. Like, is that, is that out of line? $1,400 on fireworks. Could you throw like a semi-professional fireworks show? I mean, it has to be pretty decent. Yeah. I, I mean, like you Texas just light it up pretty, and then you take off. I feel like Texas would have a lot of firework options and people would be pretty chill about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe that would be my move or buying something silly, like a, a fast go-kart, like one of those crazy fast go-karts. And you're just like, I'm go-kart guy now. <laughs> you ever been to austin you ever seen the dude in the crazy go-kart yeah i know that guy like yeah i know that guy he's almost got run over by trucks like six times he's low to the ground that'd be cool though yeah that'd be awesome uh all right uh you know what let's take a break right there real quick let's get one in early all right well we're back uh all right let's see springs around the corner so we've been having this conversation for years are we fully back in on the cargo short? I never left. You never left. I kind of went away. Cobb, where are you at? You're, you're a fashionable dude. Ted, first of all, thank you for saying that. I feel like I'm transitioning now into old man fashion. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's the fact that I'm 34. But as far as the cargo shorts, I'm a big fan of khaki shorts, chino type shorts, I have a pair that I rock now, but I can't get back on board with the cargo pockets themselves being on there. It's just, it's too much gear. It's too bulky. The look right now is a little more slim, you know, slim straight. So I'm still out on cargos, but I do think at some point in my life, they will come back in. All right. So I'm telling you on Capitol Hill, like nobody's wearing skinny jeans anymore. Like every girl that goes up and down the hill, it's all like baggy jeans and this and that. So it's like, I mean, maybe we're ahead of the curve if we get back into the cargo short. I mean, considering Matt never left. Thank you. Dude, you could be right. That's what happened to me with Hawaiian shirts. Like, we got into Hawaiian shirts for a minute, you remember, and, like, then they became, like, a a big trend. Uh, Literally had nothing to do with us. But, you know, maybe cargo shorts, like, you're the first guy to, like, break out that old pair on the hill, and then, you know, the rest will come. If you build it, they will come, man. It's feel the dream stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, cargo shorts, and then also I need to buy, like, I'm going to get some shorter shorts, right? Because two summers ago, I finally got that vein taken out. So I was like, last summer, it's going to be like the summer of smaller shorts. But then there wasn't much to do. So I just had my same shorts. But I'm like, bringing back cargos. And then I'm bringing back some, I don't know when I'm going to wear these little booty shorts out with my hairy legs. But I'm like, I'm getting a pair. Other than quads, you can rock a good seven inch inseam. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not booty shorts, but just shorter. Dude, go for the five-inch NC, man. It's time to live. It's 2021. How are the quads coming in? You know, they're not bad. I've been doing a ton of squats, a lot of lunges. So, I mean, I think we're getting there. 
Perfect. Maybe just hang that tip out the end. That girlfriend will find herself. <laughs> oh, man. Look, dude, they, they, what, they can expose cleavage and we can't do anything? Come on. How'd you guys meet? Well. <laughs> she likes my male cleavage. <laughs> dude, I've been trying to bring that around for years. Right. Cause like with the, with breast, you just can't show the nipples. You show cleavage. So it's like, all right, I just won't show the uh, twig, but what about the berries? <laughs> dude? Exactly. Yeah, dude. Exactly. That honestly, that sounds like the kind of cause you would end up championing Ted. That makes a lot of sense. I love that journey for you. <laughs> I just don't know. There's a ton of women that are like, you know what I want to see his berries. <laughs> That's, that is a weird thing that women are like, Oh, dicks are gross or whatever. But then like behind closed doors, you know, like the narrative changes a little bit. Like why is what, where's that dichotomy come from? Tell me, Ted. Well, cause I think our bodies and our parts are more uh, like what utilitarian, like they're for oh. put, putting in work and stuff as opposed to like the woman's body is a little more, be- is more beautiful. Like it could show off and this and that. It's like nobody really wants to see our junk until it's game time. Right. That's fair. I was going to say, yeah, when they're talking about it, it, it's all everything that they're talking about, you know, in that room is flaccid, presumably. Right. But when you're in the bedroom, then it's probably more fun and exciting. I don't That's know. Fair. I just don't know what to say. Maybe I'm walking around just out there. Dude, it's a little something, a little teaser. <laughs> people have been trapped in COVID, man. I, I will say this. People are thirsty right now out there. That's from all my single friends. The me- the one resounding message I keep hearing is people on the streets are thirsty <laughs> and it is going to turn up this summer that I can promise you. So get that vaccine and hang out that tip. Ted, I believe the culturally acceptable move is gray sweatpants will, you know, display where you're at and, you know, make an impression on the ladies. I didn't know about that until my girlfriend pointed out that, yeah, you can basically always see my junk in my gray sweatpants. And that that's a thing on the Internet, that, like on Tumblr, where girls are posting about it. If you're a shower, if you're a grower. You know, may want to go with a different color. Maybe not the move. Use it to your advantage. Blood dicks or the other. Yeah. Blood dicks and meat dicks, Ted. <laughs> this is known things. We've been over this. Yeah. Dude, that's an early reference. That is. We haven't, I don't think we've used that term in a while. That was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was like double digit episodes. <laughs> uh, all right, Cobb, oh, speaking boy. of spring and summer, tell us about your farm life. Oh yeah. I, uh, you know, there's, there's not too much to tell, but just the, the quick and dirty of it is, um, over the weekend, I went out to a farm in central Texas. Well, okay. The backstory is the girl I'm dating was like, you know, I'd really love to live like out in the country, maybe 20, 50 acres. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I'm doing the math in my head. Like S you know, now I got to like buy some sort of country piece of land. Like that's going to be pricey. And she's like, well, I want to live in like uh, a house that looks old, like an old barn, but then on the new and on the inside, like everything's new. And I was just like, Oh God, like this is going to be what? Like $6 million that I don't have. Like, okay. So I was just kind of like doing the math. She's like, Oh, and I also want it to be on the water and 
I, I hope it's on a hill so we can look out. And I'm like, first of all, not a lot of water on hills. Like this project, this theoretic project is getting more and more expensive by the day. <laughs> so we ended up going out to this farm. It's a family farm of her sister's boyfriend. The connection is not important. So we go out there and uh, this family's been, you know, farming olive trees out there for a decade or so. And uh, we had a wonderful time, cool family, great hangout. Um, we didn't end up shooting guns, but got to, you know, drive around in a Polaris all over. It's like a, I don't know, probably a, I don't know, 500 acre farm or something. It's massive. And uh, so uh, driving around the Polaris, building bridges, laying irrigation lines and stuff, having a good time. Um, and we got home and the whole trip was worth it because my girlfriend was like, you know, when you guys were out there for two hours working in the fields, I just sat there. There was nothing to do. I just realized that out in the country, I can't just go get a coffee or anything. So I don't really think I want to live in the country anymore. <laughs> so it was perfect. So I got my money's worth. <laughs> two days well spent. I can't believe you're on a massive farm in central Texas and didn't shoot a gun. I feel like, I feel like you show up and it's like, let's go to the range. Totally. Yeah. They had some ARs and stuff. And what ended up being the scariest part actually was uh, there was a crazy thunderstorm last night and thunder was, or lightning was striking the property and you know, it's all metal roofs out there. So there's huge hail and stuff. I mean, Ted, I don't use this word lightly. It was biblical last night, biblical storm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's central Texas. Those storms are, are crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, it was, it, it was wild. But yeah, I wish I'd shot something. We just, we ran out of time. Did you eat barbecue? I mean, that's where the land of brisket comes from is central Texas. Dude, so that's the thing. These people have 50 head of cattle and uh, we had some really good smoked ribs. Nice. Yeah, they're doing it big out there, man. I had pound cake. Like I, It actually looked like I was in a Texas postcard. I mean, we're talking like, well, I don't know. I didn't end up wearing the belt buckle that I wanted to wear in a bolo tie, but it was picturesque <laughs> i mean i feel like that's the time to wear that belt buckle man i know i just i was worried that it would be insulting to the locals if i was like out there in a big old like lone star or texas belt buckle and just like pretending to be a cowboy you know i was like dude is this insulting to go this far because that's what i want to do i want to get a giant belt buckle on a bolo tie but i also you know i don't want to piss people off can you wear a, a a buckle that big if you don't have on cowboy boots See, that's the thing. It, you know, there are some subtle rules of cowboy fashion, like wearing a black hat versus a white hat, you know, and what those things infer. Um, you know, I don't know much about cowboy boots, don't know much about spurs. I, I feel like you can wear a, a decent size, you know, decent size bell buckle, but there's a saying in Texas that that guy's all hat and no cattle. And that would pretty much be me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, right. That one would be true. Yeah, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> I'm just a pretender to the crown. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we'll take another break right now. We'll come back and get some emails and uh, see what's mattening and finish with that Cobb topic. All right, Cobb, real oh. quick, I, before we get to the emails, what, did you run into any crazy animals? Dude, so the big thing they have out there, yes, they have uh, armadillos out there, and uh, – so saw a dead armadillo shell, but didn't see any live ones. Coyotes at night, super loud. And then uh, wandering through the woods when we were out building this bridge, we saw two turkeys, wild turkeys. It's kind of cool. All right. 
I saw a wild turkey once in Pennsylvania. Wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I saw one at King Street Bar and Grill. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I drank that there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's read some emails. All right, boys. A lot of a uh, lot of interest this week in the uh, in the DMs. Let's take a look. All right. Uh, uh, subject: Breakfast with the podcast. Picture this, boys. It's a lovely, lovely Tuesday morning, and the sun is shining. I make myself a delicious breakfast and sit down to eat it. I see there's a new episode of the podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. I click the play button and go to take my first bite, and right as I pop that runny yolk. On my over easy egg, Ted Smith starts in with, so I have this cyst on my neck. The worst possible timing. (laughs) Oh, 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 that is terrible. Uh, But I ain't no bitch. So I scarf the breakfast down as I continue to listen to Ted describe how he got that cyst taken care of. Just had to tell you guys this. I thought he'd get a kick out of it. Thanks for all you guys do. Alfie. P.S. With that breakfast, I also had a pancake because they are the freaking best. Team Pancake. Wow. All right. Team Pancake coming back in force. Really like the first part of that email, Alfie. Yeah. Hell yeah, Alfie. I love it. That's what I should tell uh, people. I didn't have a cyst. I had a, I had a soft-boiled egg on the back of my neck. <laughs> yeah, how's that doing, by the way? Did you figure out what to do with those stitches? No, so some of them peeled off. There's still like two of them on there. Wild times. Uh, hey, felt. <laughs> I just thought we could use one of those fillers. What a time to be alive, Ted. Uh, <laughs> hey, fellas, big ups to the greatest podcast in all of the land. All the land. All the land. Catching up on the podcast and heard Ted describing a show he was watching on Amazon Prime. I'd highly recommend y'all check out the show Zero Zero Zero. I don't want to spoil it, but it's one-third Italian mafia, one-third Mexican cartels, and one-third American smugglers. It's effing great and feels incredibly cinematic. Larbon, jabronis, Mikey Dubs. I'll check that one out. That's got everything I need. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, speaking of shows, uh, F1 Drive to Survive is back on Netflix, and the first race is this weekend, Sunday morning. Crikey, a wild celeb. Hola to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. My celeb interaction in the wild is the time I ran into USMNT former sounder DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, US men's national team former sounder yeah. DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, I was at the uh, Dicks in South Hill and I saw a poof of hair. Uh, it was when he had that crazy mohawk fro. He walked by and I said, holy S, you're DeAndre Yedlin. He laughed and said, yeah, last time I checked, I was. Told him that he was my first Sounders jersey I ever bought. He said thanks and appreciated the support, then left. Also, I saw the Rain Man, Sean Kemp, at a Seahawks game, and it was crazy uh, that we are almost the same height. What? Whoa. Uh, I emailed about the new love of metal music a while ago and learned they have the best lyrics ever. I'll leave you with this lyric. Every dog has its day, like every pussy has an excuse. B2B. Back to basics. Jaden. That's pretty crazy. You know what? He left out of that. It was like DeAndre Yedlin. You saw him at Dick's. What's his order? Ooh. Oh, yeah, totally. Good question. Always, yeah, it's always an important question. And I want to say he just scored. Uh, he's over in the – man, is it the – I think it's Glasbury. I forget which league they're in. 
might be Turkey. But I, I know he just scored an international goal the other day. Nice. Ted, is it weird that I have like a sick fascination with professional athletes eating like regular fast food like the rest of us? Like I'm with you. I'm like, what, what, did, what did he order up there? A couple doubles? Wait, is he a deluxe guy? You know, is he getting fries? Is he getting a shake? I don't know. Maybe he just likes a plain cheese or a special. Yeah, or is he just like keeping it healthy and that's his secret? He's like hamburger, no, you know, no condiments. Now, I'm with you. That That's always interesting too because it's like you're just used to athletes being such high-level specimens that you're just like, all right, that dude's eating fast food. What's he eating? Dude, exactly. The, the story that always brings me back is uh, one of my friends – um, was at this party in Columbus, Ohio and, uh, the skywalk. So he, he, um, he lived near where a lot of the Columbus crew live and this guy walks in with a big bag of McDonald's sits down and eats it at this party. And it's Freddie Adu. And he had two big Macs and three things of fries. <laughs> and this is when Freddie Adu was like 15. So I don't know. It's always stuck with me. <laughs> I will say this. I, for all the athletes I've run into, I feel like soccer players are the most specific about what they're putting in their bodies. That's probably true. They're covering so much mileage, man. I was just thinking about that for the home opening, uh, the home opener for the Austin FC is like, imagine playing soccer as like a midfielder or something in, you know, 95 degree heat. That'd be insane. Oh yeah. In the wild. Love the show. I once met former Seahawk Marcus Trufant at some random club in downtown Olympia. It was pretty cool. He was way smaller in person than you think. Larpon. P.S. My birthday is on Sunday, the 21st, and I had to stop smoking weed due to trying to find a new job. P.P.S. FYI, six days in, and it totally sucks. Thanks, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, if you stop smoking weed, be ready for those dreams. Yeah. And oh yeah dude when you start you dreaming again it's crazy yeah you wake up you're just like what was that celebrity in the wild greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land all the land, all the land. so for my celebrity in the wild i used to work at a porsche dealership at the parts department one day this gentleman comes over and starts just bsing with me and about whatever brand of mer- merchandise and crab we had I ended up talking to this guy for a good 10 minutes and whatever. He ends up introducing himself as Anthony. And I'm like, cool, man. Good to meet you. It's been great. After he leaves, my boss pulls me aside and asks me if I knew who that was. And I'm like, dude, that's Anthony. That guy's really cool. I enjoyed talking to him. And he's like, Josh, that's Sir Mix a lot. Oh, shattered my reality for a moment. <laughs> it shattered my reality for a moment as I processed that I had a full on casual conversation with this man. And I still had no idea that he was famous AF LARP on fellas, Josh from carnation. That's pretty cool. I like that too. Like I had no idea his real name was Anthony. Dude. Those are the kind of like celebrity stories that I love. Honestly. Because I think everybody Which, at work uh, is called a mix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Which randomly. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, I I just did some stuff for his show one time and learned that his name was Anthony and I actually had to get his phone number. So he's in my phone is Anthony because it's like if anybody finds my phone, they're not going to know that that's fucking Sir Mix a lot. Dude, randomly. Uh, wait, is Jazzy Jeff still alive? Yeah. Yeah. So 
That's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, dude. Jazzy Jeff is a big fan of Cobb's popcorn. You can check what? out his Instagram. We on there. Um, like of the fresh DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um, I, I assumed, yeah. oh, wait, wh- who is the DJ and run DMC? Maybe that's the guy I'm thinking of. I should look this up now. Do you guys know the members of run DMC? Oh, jam master J that yeah. might be the guy. Wow. I can't believe I messed that up. All right. I don't remember which one it is. It's one of those two. I don't even, um, I think master J has passed away. Okay. Yeah. Then it's Jazzy Jeff. Uh, but I'm not sure from what I honestly assumed it was a run DMC dude. Now I'm embarrassed. Uh, what do they not make? Like they used to tools. They don't make them like they used to all the tools handed down from my grandfather stay on the test of time, but any hand tool you now buy, you buy now breaks, bends, or just falls apart. I think the one specific tool I always think about is a bench vice pictured below. I've resorted to estate sales as my first choice before going to the hardware store. Kelly, how many bench vices are you buying? This thing has lasted <laughs> for like decades. Um, <laughs> also, pile and idle cysts. I'm surprised how many people I hear talk about having these things. Uh, by the way, I've heard both Cobb and Mix talk about them. Having had one myself, I can true, truly say it's one of the worst experiences. Tog was, Cobb was talking about how he got his removed, so I would figure I would share my story. Uh, I formed when on Eastern Va- Easter vacation across the country in Pennsylvania, visiting my wife's family. It was hurting for days. So one night my bo- wife found a bottle of rubbing alcohol, cotton rounds and a sewing needle and just drained it over and over for an hour. It felt so good afterwards. I was laying on a garage floor that was uh, turned into a home gym and four wheeler storage and their family was none the wiser. Anyway, I'm surprised that the doctor later said they should be proactive surgery uh, to do this big elephant flap surgery on my ass. No way. Mm-hmm. Cobb, did they recommend that to you? Cheers, fellas. Kelly. Um, no, for mine, they, you know, they were worried it was going to come back. So instead of lancing it, um, they actually split it down the middle um, and then put uh, silver nitrate inside um, and basically pinned it in a way that it would uh, heal fully open. So like heal almost like an open wound and leave a large scar. Wow. We got time for one more, boys? Yeah, man. I'm on DJ Jazzy Jeff's Instagram trying to find a picture of the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I think he comments on some of our stuff. I don't know if he posted a photo of it. I know he's in like videos and stuff, but I think that's the right guy. You can go on ours. He's on there as well. I don't know. Ro- Rowan's the go-to for that stuff. Um, all right. It is an email from uh, one of our more attractive listeners that Ted told me I'm not supposed to say, but her photo in, in Gmail is, you know, pretty good. <laughs> Greetings, gents. My celebrity sighting. Seth Green touched my boobs on roller skates in Vegas. <laughs> That's incredible. Seth Green. That's like an obscure, good B-list celebrity. Uh, context, if you want it. I was at a roller derby convention. Dude, cool. That sounds like right my jam. Uh, and there was a local skate party uh, promoting robot chicken. I was surprised to see Seth Green there skating around. We get to chatting, arguing uh, who was taller. Me, by the way. Uh, and then he mentions how good this guy breakdancing in the middle of the floor was. I replied, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. He's really good. He touched my boobs. Oh, he's touched my boobs. Do you want to touch my boobs? 19-year-old me was bold, y'all. Uh, he was shocked and asked why, and I shrugged like, I've got great boobs. They're community boobs. That is my one and only celebrity interaction, and I will cherish it forever. Cheers. Orpheus. P. P.S. He did confirm, in fact, 
they are very nice boobs. <laughs> and Seth Green's one of those guys that like, remember he was in Entourage all the time and they were like cracking on him, but you forget like, right? Didn't he invent Robot Chicken and a bunch of other stuff? Like that dude's like a player in Hollywood. He invented Robot Chicken? I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure he's one of the people that started Robot Chicken. I, Robot I Chicken. think so. I think he's been sneakily involved in a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, he was on, I mean... Family Guy became so big and, you know, he I think he had that role at the same time. I think fam, this family guy's still going. Oh, yeah. Right. And he's still playing Chris, I would assume. Yeah. So it's right. It's one of those things where it's like sometimes like people laugh at celebrities because you don't see them as much in front of the camera. It's like they've been making bank doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh all right, well, let's check in with Matt and see what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out with what's mattening. Well, all right, Ted. Uh, <laughs> back to you. Right. <laughs> Uh, so if people didn't listen last week or pick up on the references earlier in this episode, uh, Saturday woke up, Ted and I had agreed er earlier in the week that we would meet up at 1030 and then Ted calls me. I mean, that was been like 830, just confirming. And I was like, yep. So, of course, I leave my house like 1024 to come pick you up. And, uh, you know, turns out that was perfect timing for you, too. <laughs> but I yeah. felt a little. Well, right. So I call him at like 830. Cobb, I'm all fired off. Like, all right, I'm going to go hit those stairs and sweat out this hangover. But, of course, it takes me a half an hour to even leave the house. So by the time Matt's like. We're leaving now. Like I am just back in my place. And then when they show up, I like I had just put clothes on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So we both were running late. It timed out perfect. I just remember when you said that being like 1030 feels ambitious, but I'm I'm here for it. I'm into it. And, and then I got the call two hours ahead of time and I was like, oh, he's real serious about this 1030. And then Send that text like he's gonna be pissed that I I got the confirmation call and still and then it was like no that'll be perfect yeah for real I was like thank God because I think you texted me at like ten thirty five ten forty and or or Tyler did and I was like oh man like I had just got home and was like just dripping sweat <laughs> yeah so uh, worked out great we came over here we got to go to Fred Meyer which is always fun for you as a city guy. And a grocery store fan. Adventures. Yeah, I'd say both of those. Um, and then, yeah, he came over and checked out the simulator for the first time. What'd you think? Oh, that golf simulator is awesome. Also, it was good to remind me, like, I, I actually like playing golf. Dude, I, I really, I did underestimate you, and I want to apologize for that publicly here now i mean you called me out on it there and i was like dude you know i think you're right but man that baseball background and like athletic hips just really really shine through man well and i forget nice. too like 
I played one year of golf at DeMatha JV because they didn't cut people. But I was talking to my brother today and he goes, right, but you played a year. So he's like, you know how to like swing a golf club and like fix things if it's not working a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, like it's a good base. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was definitely impressed. Um, you know, did you, did you tell your brother about 17 on St. Andrews? I did. <clears throat> I have told everybody. It's like we played the famous 17 at St. Andrews. I, I, I cleared the, cleared the hotel with the driver and he's like, what happened after that? I was like, oh, I was stuck in the rough for like another four shots. But, you know, it's 17. 17 is all about the tee shot. What do we Who cares? <laughs> Cobb, you were like in classic Ted Smith fashion. We're talking the whole day. And <clears throat> Tyler's like, oh, I can't hit my driver. I go, don't sweat it. I, I couldn't even when I played three days a week, I couldn't hit a driver. Matt's like, you want to let the big dog eat? I'm like, let's let it eat. And just crush one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, man. That, that always feels good to crush one off the tee. Yeah. Well, in the next couple of weeks, Matt, we'll have to get out and actually play, play at least nine on a real course. I'm into it. Um, I actually just, yeah, I just ordered a new driver head and I got to like figure out putting it together and stuff, but I'm very excited about that too. But uh, yeah, weather's turning, man. It's like get out in golf season. And I'm excited. Um so then we went to Stan's shout out to Stan's barbecue and Issaquah always great. Um, I actually just had some of that pulled pork left over in a salad, um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're just awesome. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, we got to, I got to watch a Maryland game with you in the tournament. Like, yeah. And Maryland actually won and looked good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was super fun. Ayala came out hot and, you know, I just took a liking to him right out of the gate. And, you know, it was just a, it was a good time. So, um, yeah, I mean, to root alongside you in sports that you're like, it's not like, I like watching sports with you in general, but like the things that you're fanatical about to get to watch alongside you is super exciting. And, uh, I would say that game lived up to the hype. Yeah, for sure. And Matt, you as, as hot as he was Saturday, he was that cold yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not good. But it was Ooh. a fun day, man. Golfing. We got barbecue in. We had some no-bake cookies. Like, man, we, we were doing it all. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I have one cookie left. Got to everything with the hot tub. Yeah. Well, I forgot I'm not supposed to go underwater for two weeks. So now next time I'm back underwater. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a definite highlight and, you know, yeah. didn't do much else now that I think about it. But yeah, we ready. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Pew, 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 pew. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Uh, my, my plan is to keep this one short since we had a long email segment. Um, I'm curious for each of you guys to give me a movie reference that you think people won't get, like a line from a movie, and we're just going to see via email if people can guess our movies. So I can go first if you guys want a chance to think about it. All uh, right. My movie reference is – wait, Matt, you're probably going to have to bleed me. Sorry. PC load letter? The f*** does that mean? So anyway, feel free to email us in if you think you know what movie that was. Uh, what do you got, boys? 
Is that office space? There you go. Game yeah. over. It is, I didn't <laughs> oh know we were Lord. playing on the podcast. I knew Sorry. that right away. <laughs> Got him. Got him. I was writing down the bleep. <laughs> wow, Ted, you really showed us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Honestly, <laughs> a great movie, too. Um, I can do another one. What do you guys got? <laughs> man, I'm trying to think. That's a good question, man. Because it's hard not to go with like super famous movies. Mm. You want something that's like a little bit more obscure. Hmm. Man, that's a good question. I could spend hours on this. My obs- I, I, I got another one while we wait. Baby, you're so money, baby. You don't even know. You're so money, baby. Oh, I know. I know. Pick me. Is there a buzzer? All right. What about uh, leave the gun, take the cannolis? <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. Man, I literally had an obscure line from a Disney Channel original movie in my head earlier today, and I can't think of it right now. I had something from the the grandpa in Johnny Tsunami that randomly popped in my head early today that would have just like been a mic drop moment. And now I can't remember that. I'm thinking of really like popular quotes. I'm sorry, boys. All right. I got one more. <laughs> What's a hot tub without bubbles? Bubbles get in here. Mm. That one I definitely don't know. <laughs> I got another random one to drop. All the right. Libyans. I'm guessing that one Ted doesn't know. Very popular movie, though. Yeah, Cobb, I like that. That's pretty fun. It's like trying to find out the name of actual uh, mascots that are real animals. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's another episode of the home or the podcast, the home episodes. Uh, we'll be back next week and then the week after. Uh, we're going to be off because, frankly, I have a Tuesday off and I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I might be on a golf course with Matt. Dude, do you let me know? All right. I'm in. in. Flexibility. All right. For the two golfers and the farmer, it's MCTV, Cobb of the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>